Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. race card on this Saturday. It's the 30th of September, the last Saturday in September, which means it's AFL Grand Final Day. It's Epsom Day in Sydney, NRL Grand Final Night tomorrow night. If it doesn't get you excited, goosebumps type of stuff, nothing will. This is why we live for Adam Hamilton. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. This is race card on this Saturday morning. Adam, hello to you. When he's brushed us to get down to the footy early. Has he really? Yeah, he has. Um, but thrilled to be uh, stepping up to the plate with you, Gareth. And, yeah, look, so much to talk about. Um, incredible. Uh, well, both grand finals should be fantastic. I mean, yep. the two best sides have, have made it through. It doesn't guarantee a good game, but they certainly look very, very evenly matched, uh, both uh, the Pies and Brisbane today. And this this extreme heat by grand final day um, yes. certainly adds another dimension to it, doesn't it? We had a chat to Darcy Gardner. We're great mates with him. And I think it was in the middle part of winter. It was during the Brisbane yeah, Albion late, Park. Uh, yeah, late July. Late and July. We're actually having that conversation because it was pretty hot. And he goes, oh, well, we used to training in the hot weather. And sometimes our pre-seasons can be just absolutely um, not. They're nightmare type of workouts because it's so hot. And we have to, even if it's 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, we are training in um, extreme humidity. So... I think the lines will handle it. And I think Collingwood in today's world will handle it as well. But if there, if there is a side with the, an advantage because of the heat, I would say the lines would have it. Yep. Yeah. You got to think so. Um, and you know, it's one of those selection things. It's also fallen Darcy's way, isn't it? Um, he's battled uh, injuries all season. He probably wondered where he was at uh, back in July uh, when we saw him up there, but um, he's been able to come out last week and, and play almost a statement, statement-like performance, which has got him the spot in the grand final. So um, terrific stuff for him. And um, yeah, what about, what about uh, Jack Ginevan out at the Valley? Just Love it. Um, is, I think that's fantastic. Yep. You know, I saw a little bit of banter around social media saying, you know, is it an appropriate thing to do? Why wouldn't it be? No. What a way to take your mind off yep. and relax and, and have a great, diversion away from all of the stress and anxiety that might go with going into a game like this. And I think talking to a few of the Collingwood boys, that's what makes Craig McRae such a great coach is that, well, you be you and do well, what, what are you meant to do? Yeah. Lock yourself in a room? hundred percent. And I think he's a, he's, he's a, he's old man. Um, Jack Givenan's old man likes to have a beer, I think at the rising sun in South Melbourne from time to time. And he's, they're a sociable family and, they love him at Magpie Land, and um, I think he'll light up the MCG today. He's built for this type of um, this this type of um, atmosphere and stage. I think Jack Ginevan. So yeah. I guess if uh, yeah, look, uh, he they love him. He gives them a lift. Yep. Um, but is he a burst player? And I uh, no doubt he's done plenty of training, but he hasn't played a lot of footy no. lately, has he? So 
getting through four quarters in these conditions could be a bit of a challenge. We'll talk about the market with Ladbrokes because you've got the Magpies. They're firmed in this morning to yeah. $1.73. The line's out I'm surprised to 15 So am I a little bit. So the line's getting out to a really good price. But last night, it was a, it was a treat to be at Mooney Valley. We had the two queens of Australasian racing. The Queen of New Zealand and Peritrees was dominant. Wow, she was impressive there in the Moya. But before that, the Queen of Australian racing in Amelia's Jewel was able to do this in the stocks. Amelia's Jewel stoked up to run her down into the straight at the 150. Pride of Jenny, a half length. Amelia's Jewel moves up on the outside, takes Pride of Jenny, is coming clear. Great pipe opener. Bring on the Cox plate. Amelia's Jewel, three quarters of a length. Pride of Jenny. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie so Hill. So we know where Maddie wants her to go. 100%. <laughs> and that gives you goosebumps when Maddie says, bring on that Cox plate. I was there at Mooney Valley. It's the first time I've had a chance to see her since Quaker Day. I was blown away. Uh, Jackson France, who produces me during the week on Giddy Up, he had a few of his mates that um, love their racing. And All, what about the crowd out there? They, too, ju- they just wanted to go and see her yeah. and, and meet Simon Miller. Simon Miller was like Bon Jovi turning yeah. up to his concert. Um, and Peter Walsh is about to join us here. Simon Miller's made Correct. for this stage, isn't he? We, we've known that and everyone in yep. Perth has for a long time. But Yeah, I totally agree. And I think racing's so lucky to have Simon Miller, but... They're so lucky to have an owner like Peter Walsh who just allows everybody to enjoy the experience and nothing's too difficult for them. Um, and owners who who are willing to share their yep. horse and really get into it like that. And a few that spring to mind are Nick Moratis at the height of Might and Power and, and even Jeff Perry, who was a slightly more polarising individual yes. way back in uh, in my early days with a horse like Vaux Rogue. But there's been a lot of owners we saw you know, all, all of the Winx owners, really, Debbie Capitas especially, sharing sharing her with the public. And, and Peter's done that. Um, it's, yeah, what did he say? I'd, I'd feel like the, the rat with the gold tooth yeah. at the moment. <laughs> and Walshy, Peter Walsh joins us here on Race Card on this Saturday morning on SEN Track. Walshy, welcome to the show. Congratulations, mate. How were the celebrations last night? Well, they're still going. We just opened a bottle of champagne, so we we, we had a couple of hours sleep and uh, back into it. But last night was just amazing feeling. And I like to correct you, uh, Simon Miller was our PR. Yes. And Siobhan's our trainer in Melbourne. You know? Now, Walshie, I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but can we have some fun here? Because I want you to confirm or deny these rumours, all right? Um, yep. You're on Brisbane... <laughs> You were on Brisbane Radio one day a few weeks ago. Is it true that you you thought Simon wasn't doing enough media, so you thought, "Ah, oh, I'll just stir the pot a little bit more and say, oh, I haven't, I haven't decided, I haven't, I haven't closed the thought of an Everest slot yet." But you just wanted Simon's phone to ring a little bit more. Is that right? <laughs> well, uh, that's half true, but <laughs> I, I still thought he should keep it open mind, and it, it's unbelievable. We even got an offer this morning. About the Everest, that no, we did. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, that we got a phone call this morning saying, "Look, would you reconsider it?" But uh, no, that's off the table. As I said, uh, I don't want to mess uh, Siobhan around the trainer. You know, she knows where, where she's going, and uh, Simon, our PR man, he'll uh, he'll he'll decide. He'll he'll make the announcement. Uh, I've already spoke to Damien this morning. Uh, he's given me. His view where we should go, and uh, I'll talk to Simon what uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow's the time frame, is it, Walshy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, as I said, Damien rang me this morning and gave his opinion where we should go, uh, which I won't 
say anything because Simon, uh, I'll leave that to Simon and then I'll talk to Simon tomorrow and, uh, yeah, we'll make the announcement uh, where we go from there. But it'll definitely be the Turak anyway, you yeah. know. Yep, certainly to the Turak. Um, Can't that... believe you. All the time that we've known you, Walsh, you wouldn't give us the exclusive. Unbelievable. I will get, I'll give it to you first oh, thing yeah. uh, uh, tomorrow, okay? <laughs> the Valley fell in love with you last night, and you fell in love with the Valley. That's got to count for something. Oh, mate, it was just an incredible feeling. I mean, uh, I've never been to the Valley, and, uh, you know, uh, to it go there. It was Winx-like stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. It was sort of Winx-like stuff, the love for her last night. It is. I mean, we're not in the same category, of course, but uh, I think the following is... is uh, it's just incredible and, uh, you know, I'm very humble the way Melbourne's taken us on. And, of course, we all got the back to WA, which is great, and Bustleton. It's funny, over in WA, the local people say it's the Bustleton horse yeah. and, you know, in the West Australia, they say the WA horse. But we've got such a great following and uh, very humble to um, just to be in this position. And it's um, fantastic and... Uh, We'll just go along for the ride and enjoy it. And uh, the support that she gets, um, yeah, it's just incredible. And uh, to all the boys that uh, we're going to have a drink with them tomorrow uh, with their shirts and everything. Okay. So uh, it'll be great tomorrow. Outstanding. Um, uh, very smart ride, but also a slightly daring ride yeah. last night, wasn't it, from Damien Lane, just to, to take bad luck completely out of the equation? Well, if she got back, she wouldn't have won simple as that so that was so smart of him and so smart of the horse obviously because she, she can go anywhere I mean you know she's come from last and won she's come from second and third and won and last night sat uh, on the pace and uh, as I said if she was back any further I don't think she would have caught the leader so uh, I mean that's why he's one of the world's best you know and uh, you know we've had two good jockeys you don't forget about Patrick Cardbury, he rode it beautifully over in WA and then uh, Damien's taken up the reins here and uh, both class jockeys. That, that separates Adam, I think, mm. Laney from most of the other jockeys in that country. I don't think too many people had her where she was after 400 metres and he owned that race. Um, and that, as well, she just pointed out, people thought she couldn't do that, Adam, until she did it last night. Well, and it's, she, it, it, it was a it was a harder win than 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 the odds suggested anyway, yeah. wasn't it? Because uh, you know the leader the leader ran an absolutely terrific race, and we know the times they ran. And um, but just once she gathered the leader in, you know, she sort of just pricked the ears again and half coasted to the yeah. line. I guess that's why she's that's the situation with her. That when you talk to yourself and Simon and even Laney about her, is that. She's she's such a smart horse with a smart brain that she she knows what she's doing out there and she knows when she's finished off the job. So we don't really get a guide and um, to see what her ceiling is really. Yeah, well, you know that's what that's what makes her a bit of a freak. I, I still remember before she even had her first start. Simon rang me and said, "This horse has got such a brain, and she's a freak." before she even started and, and I think she is in a way because you can put her anywhere and I mean to be honest she's only been whipped once and that was in the uh, the pocker and she was in an impossible position and nearly you know nearly won it only went down by an inch and uh, that day when uh, Patrick got stuck into her she just flew and uh, you know even last night she really uh, she didn't coast but I mean he didn't really 
put the whip to her and uh, she's broke the uh, record. And, yeah, it's just unbelievable. I'm on such a high. Felt like I've died and gone to heaven, to yeah. be honest. And uh, it's just, it's, she's just given the family a great ride. I mean, we always think she's a superstar anyway. And, uh, you know, we love her. I mean, I've never had a horse like her. And um, I don't think I ever will. But so, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, take in the moment and enjoy the ride. That roar on Ascot that day, we were both there, Adam. I haven't heard a bigger roar like that for some time when Macca said, here she comes, mm. uh, Darren McCauley, and she just missed out to defeat Overpass, who will go around in Everest. Um, the jewel win the Cox Plate. Gareth got the 15s. Let's go bang, boys. Love how she jumped positive, and um, she's a special horse. She'll just win. She's awesome. That's from Chris. Gareth, Simon Miller's run a poll on Twitter. Cox Plate or the Golden Eagle, 3,000 plus votes. 69% in favour of the Cox Plate. You're the people's owner, well, she, the people are telling you, aren't they? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> my daughter works on uh, racing radio, you know, Leah, and yes. she sent me through, uh, uh, it was 91% to the Cox Plate, uh, you know, 9% to the yeah. the Eagle. But uh, I know what Damien wants, so um, I'll, I'll tell Simon tomorrow, then I'll let him... Uh, Make the decision. As I said, I, I, I'm, I just go along for the ride. These blokes are, you know, obviously Damien on the back and and uh, Siobhan and uh, Simon there every day with it. They really should know where she should go. So I'll let them decide. I'll put it on their shoulders. Well, we look forward to uh, whichever way she goes, Walshie. And uh, thanks for you and all involved for providing uh, just a sensational start to an incredible weekend in Melbourne last night. Yeah, no, thanks, boys, and thanks to the Melbourne media and public. As, uh, as I said, I'm very humble, and it's just fantastic. I'm enjoying the ride over here and, and the family, and uh, we just can't believe the, the the reception we get over here, and uh, we're most grateful. Now, I just got to – I don't want to put you on the spot here or make you blush, Walshie, because you're a very modest and humble man, but you've had so much success in business, and he's the, the king of – the, the Bussenham region in, in WA, Margaret's River, he's um, beautiful drop of red at Amelia's Park. Um, he's got a lovely pub there. And the people of WA, and you saw some great pictures of when she won first up at Flemington at Belmont at the, the, the racetrack, the roar of the, the crowd that day in that, that um, mm. drinking area there at Belmont was something else. But they tell me, well, she, that Saturday, you've got the tavern there, the Amelia Park Tavern. And I think the yeah. manager rang you, Walshie, and um, said that um, the pub actually went dead set quiet, didn't it? You can explain that story. Well, unfortunately, in the last couple of weeks, I'm making no money at the tavern because I've given away drinks, yeah. you know? <laughs> so so the, last night, they were drinking for nothing. Then yeah. A couple of weeks ago, they were drinking for nothing. So I think the whole town's gotten on that... Uh, We'll go out and watch the horse, and then we'll get free drinks. So, so they're, they're pretty smart there and bustled well, away, you know. While she got blown away, the manager said, "You wouldn't believe it. The roar at the tavern was something I've never heard. Everyone stopped to watch your horse race, and obviously, while she that took him, that took him ba back a little bit. So while she goes, put two thousand on the bar then. <laughs> and so they, there was a lineup. Ten deep to get into the tavern there last night because they knew Amelia's Jewel was racing. While she, it's the best yeah, marketing play of all time. Yeah, well, I don't know. It was a marketing employer. What I'm winning, I'm giving away over the bar in Bussman. But, uh, you know, I think most of them will be booked in the AA. You know? But as I said, they're pretty smart, the Bussman people. Yeah. They're cotton on. Let's get out of the tavern. 
if it wins, we're going to get free drinks. Yeah. You know? Hey, Walshie, thanks for letting us enjoy your ride as well. Can't wait for this um, call tomorrow, but um, it's been some ride so far and it's just the beginning. We appreciate your time as always and enjoy that champagne this morning. Yeah, it's going down very, very well. Yep. So uh, thanks, boys, and uh, thanks to Melbourne Public. There's, Cheers. There's Peter Walsh. He's oh, a superstar. Outstanding. The other one, uh, the the vision from Gloucester Park last night, they had a group one oh, meeting there, yep. the Gary Hall, Gary Hall Senior, after one of the races. Yep. It, He's he's coming back and he's leaning out of the sulky to look at the screen to watch Amelia's oh, jewel. So um, yeah, she really has. Well, she's captured WA a long time ago, and now she's capturing uh, not just Australia, but Australasia. And, and we haven't even touched on Imperatrice last night as well. So yeah. and just quickly on that, did, what market would you have that she goes to the Cox Plate? Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I, I logically, logically the easy. Kill is Sydney, isn't it? Um, and just where she's at in her career right now, uh, because everything's just a proven. Like she's against her own age, she's over a distance. We know that she'll be super, super strong out. Now, there's no reason she won't get a strong 2,040 meters, but it is still a little unknown, isn't it? And you're taking on the very best weight for age horses. So, it's a, it's a very tough decision to make. It's almost like the, you know, I think there's an element of do you take the bird in the hand, which is which is Sydney. I reckon they go to the Cox Plate. Yeah. Are, you, are you leaning towards the Eagle? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I am not not on any basis. No. You know, I mean, we we might know Simon Miller pretty well, but he's he's given donuts away on this front. Yeah. So. I, I just got a feeling. That if they, do you reckon that's why? Well, they wouldn't. The go Valley to, was such a an important race last yeah, night. To, but they wouldn't if they if they were going to the if they were going to the Eagle, they wouldn't be going to the Turak. They'd be going to the King, King Charles because it's worth good five point. million dollar race. They'll get down to Sydney. They'll like, what's the point if you're not if you're not going to the the Eagle? Um, then why? If you're going to the Eagle, then why aren't you in Sydney now? Going so you to reckon the King that Charles? was his? Uh, that was his sort of that's the, subtle clue to well, us, Walshie, that plan. we're definitely yeah. going to the Turak next time. So if you're going to the Eagle, they're always going to go to the King Charles because they'll okay. stay at John O'Shea's place. But now they're going to the Turak. They stay in Melbourne to the Cox Plate. Well, what a Labros Cox Plate yeah. it's going to be. It's just got everything, hasn't it? it? Has. We get to see Romantic Warrior. You know, let's hope Romantic Warrior comes out and goes super duper in the Turnbull next week. Yep. 20 minutes past 11. We'll take a break. We'll come back and have a chat about Imperatrice. The grand finals in the AFL and the NRL and see if we can mark your race card on this Saturday. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Card with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the track hub on the SEN. Saturday morning, Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. Ladbrokes is making this Saturday exciting throughout the day. Of course, all you need to do is download the app today and Ladbroke it. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's have a quick chat about Imperatrice. She was awesome last night, Adam. So, so she wins the Moya. She's She went better than she did in the McEwen. I thought the McEwen was set up for in a track record time, but... 
I thought as Fura, who's a genuine group one horse in my eyes, over a thousand and eleven hundred meters, had the perfect run and she ran her down. Um, she heads to the Manicato, then to the Dali. But if alcohol free doesn't go any good today in the premier, surely Mr. Jane comes knocking for an Everest slot for her. Yeah, but they've they've just they've been <laughs> definitive, haven't they? There's just been no grey area or or hint of changing their minds. Um I wonder what deal that David Ellis has told connections that they need to have. I, 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 I don't, I mean, money's no object to David Ellis and the but, team. But so. if you're in that syndicate, there'd be people that would be wanting money, wouldn't there? How, I don't know how many people are in that. There's two, there's two syndicates involved in the ownership of mm. her from Tiago racing. It's like if you're having a group discussion and all of a sudden, Mr. Jane's offering you seven, 70% of 7 million, which is 4.9. So you win 1.2 for winning the Manicato. There's no bonus if you go on and win the Dali. So you still think it's a chance? Well, I think it's a chance if they get offered 70%. And I talked to a colleague of ours, Mick Guerin, and he's adamant because of the deal that Entain has done with I Wish I Win, David Ellis knows that with his connections with Mark Chittick. And I think he's gone, well, hang on a sec. I'm not, I'm, if I don't get that deal, then I'm not, I'm not competing here. Um, and he's waiting and waiting and thinking, well, they're surely going to come with a deal that's too good to refuse. Now, if I'm a if I'm a shareholder in the tab, I'm disappointed that they didn't do a deal to get her because um, I think it would have been the best marketing ploy for for the tab to get a, a horse like her. Um, yeah. Oh, look. I mean, she she would obviously add plenty to the race. So I guess the deterrent for and this maybe this shouldn't stop you asking and making a good offer is that there's almost. There's never, there's never been a suggestion of come to us with the right offer. The the door just seems to have been pretty much. Well, David Ellis told through. me after the McEwen that he's, is, I've told him to go away. They're embarrassing the offers that have been sent to me. Yeah. Now whether like, there's some like, there's there's different. This is what makes the I mean, every so offer, intriguing. To offer seventy percent, that that's a massive offer. Yeah. Like seventy percent is. It's totally non-commercial, having been but on the other side 100%. of the businesses. I mean, yeah. it's 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 basically writing off money as a marketing expense then to do that. Yeah, because you know, there's but that's not... where you weigh it up. Eh? Well, yeah, you you do weigh. Yeah, yeah. Look, you, I mean, you do to a certain extent, but you know, we're on a bit of a knife's edge with a few of these um, slot races at the moment because some incredible deals have been done for the owner's side as far as slot holders. Um, and I think we're going to see a little bit of a correction taking place on that front because I don't think a lot of the slot holders can just afford to simply, for the sake of the brand, just torch their money. You but, know? It, but, it, for the, but it's like, so your end take, for instance, like you have to, you can give a better deal than some other slot holders because you treat it as a different business proposition than others because you're using it instead of spending that amount of money on marketing. Well, this is the best, this is yeah. the best money marketing can buy when you've got the access to Peter Moody and you've done it so well at it. We've done it so well at Entain. Yeah. But also it's, it's not even so much an Entain thing. And I know I'm probably sounding a little bit hypocritical here, but it was a unique opportunity just after Entain had taken the 25 yeah. year lease on the New Zealand tab and trackside to be able to use it as a branding exercise yeah. to 
um, from from a New Zealand tab and trackside point of view. So yes, it does have a lot more value than simply trying to look at it through a commercial lens. That, um, but that wouldn't happen every year. It's okay. it's it's almost yep. a it's almost a a perfect storm by the way of, and I, and I, I'm not privy to the deal that was done or mm. hand on my heart. I'm certainly not privy to the deal that was done, but no doubt it would have been very favorable to lock in a horse like, um, I wish I win or very favorable for their connections. But I will say this it's, um, and this is my entain hat aside. You're right. It's been a sensational project for, for the New Zealand tab and entain to be involved in yep. so far. And, Having seen a video of how happy Peter Moody was this morning with I Wish I Win, um, how it's not favourite, I, I just I can't get my head around that. And and that's no disrespect to think about it, who we're going to see race today and, and is expected to win the premiere. But um, look, it's not – without speaking out of school, um, Moods is stunningly, stunningly happy. And what happens there, I guess you get an opportunity for your clients at Entain or customers to get involved in some type of, I don't know what deal, but you can, you've got the capacity to do stuff well, like that. The whole of New Zealand is, is behind. That's what I, I wish mean. I win. Yeah. Like over there, they've, they've got whole windows in tabs have got, so there's a bit of a social media thing going yeah. around of who's got the best recognition of I wish yeah. I win in New Zealand and not, you know, I mean, not forgetting Imperatrice could have been in it and there could have been two New Zealand flavours to the race as well. But it's the lead-in time with I Wish I Win that has done so much great PR for New Zealand yep. racing because it's been, you know, the deal was done so long ago. There's been able to be, you know, a lot of building of, of support and unity behind it. So, um, but, yeah, he's um, he's going to take... He's going to take quite some beating, particularly if there's no imperatories in the race. And just the last one on this, someone like, this is why the Everest works, because even though that a horse like an imperatories was so dominant in Moya, you got people, why aren't you going to the Everest? Mm. And it's the Everest that dominates conversation instead of the Manicato. Well, imagine or, if or, there or is the a late twist yeah. and it gets in. I, I mean, I this is the thing, like, like, we think it's almost a given that Imperatrice won't be there, but you, you just, the beauty of this race is there could be a the, stunning late twist. The door's never closed. And Mr. Zhang has proven, like, I had a couple of text messages today that they own the broodmare or something, or the, the grandmother of the broodmare. There's some connection anyway. So, um, and Mr. Zhang might do a deal that's too good to refuse after her racing career. I'll buy her for this amount. And David Ellis goes, well, I've got no other opportunity. I've got no other option but to do this deal. Yeah. Anyway, it's 11.33. Let's take the news. We'll come back and have a chat to our friend Tommy Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club to see if he can help us back a winner at Shard 10. We'll also get his thoughts on Romantic Warrior. to be played shortly at the MCG. They'll be rolling up, listening to race cards um, in their earphones as they head to the ground. And Tom Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club, you can visit hkjc.com. He's a New Zealander, so I don't think you will appreciate this significance of this day here in Melbourne, AFL Grand Final Day. But Tom, I'm enjoying the display by Huey Bowman 
Now, Huey Bowman would have been, what, $10 at the start of the season, I reckon. Here, um, Zach Purton probably unbackable for the Jockeys Premiership. What market would you have now for that for that Jockeys Premiership? Uh, I'd still have uh, Zach the favourite, uh, Gareth Morning to you. Uh, he obviously can do those uh, lighter weights than uh, Hugh. Obviously, he's taken a little bit of time to uh, ramp things up. Uh, has uh, Zach, he got uh, uh, a winner on uh, Wednesday night at uh, Happy Valley. And uh, look, I think he's... He's going to certainly kick goals. It's just a matter of time. It's just a bit of a slow start. Some of the fields have been a little bit on the small side of the some of the big guns yet to be rolled out and some of the more uh, impressive types that he teamed up with last season yet to uh, roll out the likes of Beauty Eternal, etc. So uh, I'd still certainly have Zach as the, as the favourite. Who wins tomorrow, mate? Where are your specials? Where do we start? Yeah, race nine tomorrow, uh, later in the day, if a blessing, race nine, number nine, a, a ride for uh, Brenton Abdallah. It's, uh, this horse is trained by uh, Ricky. You flagged him up at the opening uh, meeting, and he, he ran third. I thought he had a, a decent run right behind the, the pace over the 1,200 metres. Form out of that race has been framed because Super Winner's come out and won again. He's actually going around again tomorrow with Super Winner trying to win three in a row. And the horse that was second in that race in front of Ever Blessing, who ran third, uh, came out and won midweek at Happy Valley uh, M Unicorn. So the form around him is solid, and he's stepping up to 1,400 metres, the, the son of Schnitzel. So race nine, number nine. Next best uh, would be race two, number three, uh, Ruby Sailing. This horse has been knocking on the door. Zach actually rode him in his trial prior to his debut. Brenton Abdullah has been on in all three runs, but uh, he's been given the heave-ho, and Zach is back on board. So he looks a winner and waiting tomorrow. Race two, number three, Ruby Sailing. An old mate of mine in race six, number two, Precise Express, who's well-rated. Uh, he put up a, a good performance last uh, time out uh, at Charton first up. Ran about seventh. It was a really good effort considering, but he's way lower than his last uh, win. So I think he's ready to do something. And it is uh, Atsini riding for uh, Ricky Hughes. Another Ricky Hughes runner tomorrow. Uh, race, uh, race six, number two, Precise Express. All right, then. And Romantic Warrior, James McDonald heads to Werribee tomorrow to give him a serious gallop before the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. So... Looking forward to seeing what he can do in that gallop, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Danny Shum speaking to him last Friday morning down at the, the track. He said uh, he'll be going to uh, Flemington uh, one morning to uh, have a, a gallop. So I think they're reasonably happy with uh, what's going on there. I think the, the speed situation is slowly sort of rectifying itself. When I spoke to Jay, uh, Danny last Friday, he said he was getting he was getting OK reports uh, from his team down there. Not outstanding reports, just OK reports okay. is the, the term he uses to me. All right, then. Um, for Amelia Jules fans, let's hope he just he enjoys his tucker, but not too much anyway. Um, it's going to be a great race. Good on you, Tom. Cheers, Gareth. There's Tom Wood. For the latest on Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. He's the favourite with lad brokes. It's a concern. Well, he's about, uh, yeah. 350, I mean, 450 Amelia's Jewel with lad brokes after last night. Yeah, but even for the Turnbull next week, like you, you're looking at around $2, 220 I mean, just okay. You want it. You want more, a bigger push than there, that. There's a couple. I've talked to a few of the people in Hong Kong regarding Danny Shum. Now, Danny Shum's been in the game for a long time, and I should have asked Tom this, but he was, you know, foreman to some of the best stables, and he was a great travelling foreman as well. And they tell me, you know, he's a bit like you know Nicholas Quinn that, ever yeah. that like the the small things that would not bother you and I bothers Quinny and then like it's the, the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, we're completely off our game. Danny Shum's one of those. If he leaves at home, then he thinks it's a disaster. Where other trades half class half empty man. So and he and they tell me someone was telling me a story that he was like really concerned a few times when he went and travelled horses to different parts of Asia and 
um, with the Hong Kong gallopers and they would just, you saw, oh, I don't know. It's, it's just not, he's, he's not doing what he, I would want him to do. And then they win by five lengths. So he worries a lot. They tell me Danny Shum. So whether that he's, he's, whether that we're playing that that's, we're playing too much into what he's saying, but the, the punters don't think so. He's like three fifty, and that's a short price favorite for a Cox plate. Well, he's about $2 for next week in the Turnbull. Um, Alligator Blood's second favourite, but won't go there. He's going to the Might and Power. Um, and then, interestingly, with the Might and Power, that's when we're going to know whether Ollie stays on board or, I mean, it is Tim Clark's ride. It probably depends on what options Tim Clark's got up in Sydney as well. I think it? Tim so. was desperate to get back on him in the Underwood Stakes and Gay said, no, 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 you can stay here. Ollie's okay. I don't. I think he's been promised the ride for the Cox Plate. Well... Yeah, but you'd also think if he's going to ride the horse in the Cox Plate, then he would come down for the Might and Power next start, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would think so. So anyway, West Wind Blows, interesting runner. Um, Simon and Ed Crisford, um, whether it can win a 2,000-metre Turnbull first up here um, remains to be seen, but um, it's certainly going to be a lot of interest in it. You wouldn't think Mr. Brightside will be going there. Osipenko's an interesting horse, isn't he, that yeah. they've stayed down here. Um, he's going to add a lot to it, and and you would presume Sulcum will probably go to the Turnbull too. Think so, yeah. Yeah. So look, it's going to be it's Without going to be a, a good race, but yeah. it's a, yeah, but it's not going to be it's not going to be a a great weight parade yeah. race, is it? There's still there's not a lot of horses that it's a grand final for. That's well, it's a line in the sand type of race for a lot of these horses because they decide whether they go to a Caulfield Cup or a Cox Plate off the back of a a Turnbull Stakes for the Cox Plate with Ladbrokes. I lied. Romantic Warrior, $4. Amelia's Jewel, 5 Brightside, 6 Militarised, 9 Now, Victoria Road, the deal's been done. I think it's in a new um, group of owners. Ma Eustace. Ozzy Kerr and John O'Neill have purchased that horse from Coolmore. Aidan O'Brien will train that horse. Oh, right, right. For the Cox Plate, then goes to Mara Eustace. Right, okay. And Ryan Moore, I think, wants to come and ride him. Johnny O'Neill was talking about this last week on... Giddy Up's means test with Wayne Hawks. He was $26. By the time the show finished, he was 11 Now he's $12. <laughs> so they think he can win. He he He's the best credentialed international in this race. Victoria Road will beat Romantic Warrior home. Wow. Yeah, I reckon. Lightly raced, um, what I'm hearing anyway, and, and not just from the camp that have got... Well, and then there's conference. another import, Buckaroo. Yeah, oh, better than well. Buckaroo, this horse. Better than Buckaroo. Yeah. Okay. Same group of owners. Yep. Um, and Light Infantry, Victoria Road's a better chance than him. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's the mail I'm getting. Anyway, yep. that's interesting for the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. And what about the Kiwis, just quickly? Um, it's been a horrible few weeks weather-wise over there, hasn't it? We yep. know Legato's out today. La Creek, who, um, <laughs> well, not quite as important, but Legato's preparation's been really interrupted. Um, now, whether permitting goes around next Saturday and then heads to Sydney for the Eagle. And um, Graeme Rogerson telling me yesterday that Sharp and Smart obviously goes around, well, pretty soon um, in New Zealand. Won't be bothered by the wet track. We'll have one more run over there. Still wants to go to the Cox Plate. Um, if anything changes in the Mooney Valley Cup on the Friday nights, the back up and and then heads towards heads toward Melbourne the Melbourne Cup. Cup as well. So. 
So Legato, I think, is a big chance for the Eagles. She'll go around and matter matter next week. Well, she's a star. Yeah. So Absolute star. This horse is about to start. I've got to take a break. But Tokyo Tycoon, who's the best three-year-old in New Zealand, Tiako Racing, I hope Boston's actually made it in time to Hastings. So he's flown to Auckland, another flight to Hastings, and he's there. He's gone from beautiful conditions at the Valley to a terrible day there at Hastings. We'll take a break. This is Race Card Thanks to Ladbrokes. And straight after the break, we'll mark our race card. And hopefully we can find you a few winners on this Saturday. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Card with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Geez, Tokyo Tycoon's not going to run a place. Just couldn't pick its legs up here. In the ground. Yeah, in the ground. Dollar 45. Yeah, like got beat 10 or 15 lengths. Well, you can see why a few of them have been pulled out. Like they've had a lot of yep. rain during the week and then they've had more rain during the day. So Lantern Way causes the upset, Jonathan. Is that a harness? The Redella board. Pardon, the, um, is that one of the big harness owners? Lantern Way anyway, 21.53.60. Solidify the state like the, the son of Redwood. Um, yep. Back in second for Roger at $2 and burn to shine. Um, our Marianne looks tough to beat here at 9.50 in the first in this midway at Roundwick. I think um, Mickey Gaddam was keen on the seven Celestial Fury at $8.50. Let's mark our race car before we have to say goodbye, Adam. Yes. Um, it's a feature meeting, of course. We're in Sydney today. And I'm with the inevitable. I was mentioning this on Winners. What a story this is. Scotty Brunson, colourful character. As we, we all know that he's been through... a the, the, the highs and lows, and he's doing it tough at the moment. Um, he's in trouble with the taxation office. He had to give up his license, or his license was taken away, and then Tegan gets in trouble. So Johnny Keys, Tegan's dad, trains the horse. He had to work out how to actually get from Bong Bong to Ramwick just the last couple of days. He mentioned to this to me on radio. David Perez, I think they've had a few big offers from some star jockeys that said, no, we're going to stick with Perez. He's been with the horse every day. Um, so he's he's... Half training as well. 100% yeah. Perez because he, he works for Scott Brunton. Only racing produces stories like that. Oh. There's a group of owners that like have got this dream. He's an eight-year-old now. He, he, he was a star four-year-old. They lost him. Now he's back. He went to Sydney a decade ago Correct. and won the Silver Eagle or something, and, didn't he? And he's a son of Dundee and he's never raced. Like he's running the Theo Marks. You had to see to believe. If like I said this before. If he wasn't trained by John Keyes and Perez today and he had Ma used as McDonald next to his name in the form guide, he'd be $3. So you're, you're with him? I'm with him. But he's sort of like... seven fifty. you can get. Unbelievable. It's, it, only racing provides stories like this. Yeah. You couldn't make it up. Um, I'm on Nugget. Um, Ollie's got his Group 1 winning flavour back after Alligator... Blood last week, um, been well tried, about $12, $13 into, into $7.50. Just needs a little bit of luck early to get into a position. I think it'll run a terrific race each way, and I'm going to be saving on Converge. Okay. And uh, the other one I, I like at each way odds up there in Sydney is Molly Nickers for Moody. Okay. Um, gee, it was a run at the Valley. It was. He's got a terrific opinion of it. Just, you know, um, 
and he's he's been quite open all spring, hasn't he? That that his horses were probably a week or two behind where he would want them. Um, Molly Nickers should be absolutely yep. prime for this now, so uh, he can still get around sort of six fifty seven dollars each way. That's race six number seven. So they're the two that I like. Um, uh, up there in Sydney, and the one bet I've had at Mornington is uh, Chris Waller, Pungo, race four, number five. I've always had an opinion of this horse. It's time to stand up and be counted mm-hmm. today if it's as good as I think, and if it's going to be any factor in some nice races over spring, it needs to be winning race four, number five, Pungo at Mornington today. I think Cafe Millennium can run the Quinella with Tom Ketton, blinkers on, shin rides, big spaces track there in the Dulcify. Um, this is in Sydney. The, the flight stakes, I don't really want to touch. I think Tis Invincible's the best filly, but she's got a tough gate to overcome. Think about it. I think he wins the Premier Stakes, but Alcohol Free is the most fascinating runner there. Well, um, it is. You've yep. got to totally forget last start Correct. and then go on the most elite form in seriously hot company. Yep. Before coming to Australia. She got Bahid form and she yes. won a July Cup. If she yeah. produces that form, she probably, she, I think she wins. And the stable is utterly on fire. Correct. And so, but this is the, like, and we see it with standard breads as well when they come sometimes from New Zealand. So you've got alcohol free that didn't fire, but her form lines are so much better than a horse like Just Fine. Just Fine couldn't get out of its own way in a way. And that's why King Charles sold it to um, the big syndicate there with my racehorse. People say oh, he'd never got 2,400 metres in the UK. Well, he never got anything in the UK before he came out here. If he goes like he did the other day with 50 kilos, he's a $1.30 in a, in a Metrop. Featherweight takes luck out of the yep. equation. Um, Panalone race six, number nine at Mornington, the driver from Godolphin's tipping as well. Footy for me, pies by five, $13 humour, cluggage, $21 Charlie. Cameron, though, I think, are the big value. Okay. I'm with Brisbane by 17 and Cameron are $41 with Ladbrokes to win the Norm Smith. Good on you, G. Enjoy your day, Adam. It's a great day to be alive. Um, the human race is the big winner today. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Have a wonderful day. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Um, trackside afternoon coming up with Damo Watson and Josh Jenkins. Enjoy grand final day. They're off for, for the first at Ramwick. I'll be back on Monday morning for Giddy Up from 8 o'clock. David Taggart's also here. Have a great day.